515 Studios, this is the American Gun Show, presented by Sig Sauer. Now your host, the defender of your rights, and the voice of freedom, Jason Reed. And welcome into this edition of the American Gun Show, presented by Sig Sauer. A well-regulated militia be necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Jason Reeve, your host, the voice of freedom. Welcome into the Freedom 515 Studios. Going to be a great show tonight for you folks. Um, We are just going to wing it tonight. Uh, I've got three wonderful guests that are going to be on the show today. And uh, we're, I didn't even take notes. We're just going to wing it. Uh, I'm going to introduce them. I want to welcome the founder of Freedom 515. Uh, Aaron, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Oh, John, did we okay? lose connection already? I'm here. Can you hear me? Hold on a second here. I think we might be having somewhat of a technical difficulty. All right. There we go. Aaron, we got you. Yeah, I think I'm here. All good. Can you hear me okay? Oh, let's see what happened here. Yeah, I think we got you. I think we're... John, are we we having a problem with Atlanta? Okay, hang on one second. All right, let's see if we got that fixed. All right, Aaron, how you doing? Sorry about that, having a little connection problem in Atlanta. You're good, you're good. I'm well, how are you? Doing good. Uh, second, our next guest, you know him from 60 Second News on TikTok. John, how you doing today, brother? Excellent, my man. How about yourself? Hi, Aaron. Good to see you again. <laughs> doing good, and of course, Nick Messer, the voice of reason. How you doing today, brother? I'm doing all right. How are you? Doing good. Well, before we get going today, I wanted to, uh, we all got some kind of really devastating news today. A uh, friend of all of ours, um, TikTok named Pissed Off Trucker, he sadly uh, passed away. Um, we all got the news today. I know it's hit all of us really hard, and uh, I hope his family's watching because uh, we're dedicating this two hour show to the pissed off trucker today. Cause that's uh real damn good man. I mean, he's a damn good man. I've, I've had conversations with them as I know all of you have as well. So uh, heaven definitely got an angel today. That's for sure. All right. Well, before we get going, I wanted to kind of go around the table here. We're just going to, we're just going to wing it, do some current events and see, uh, See what you guys think about this. Um, I want to start off with Joe Biden. Uh, We got to go here. And Joe Biden is doing so poorly that he is actually losing key Democrats. I mean, Snoop Dogg has even, he's lost Snoop Dogg. I mean, he came out with his 
Sleepy Joe OG <laughs> marijuana blender, whatever. <laughs> so um, let's just go around the horn here. Uh, Aaron, what do you think about Democrats turning on Joe? Um, I, it took a little bit longer than I expected, I guess. Uh, I think it was inevitable. I just, it, it's bizarre to me because I feel like we're watching like two different movies some of us, like the country that is still in denial that we have a potato sitting in the White House is baffling to me because there's there's zero leadership. There's no leadership whatsoever right now. And watching him like try to speak on the Holocaust was appalling and embarrassing to say the least. And I'm not trying to be super harsh. Like I realize that's the pres- president of the United States currently, um, but it's, uh, it's getting pretty pretty embarrassing for America. So I would not be, it doesn't surprise me, I guess, that Democrats are now like, okay, yeah, finally we can't uh, deny it yeah. any longer. So. Right. Yeah, it is, uh, it is pretty, um, that Holocaust comment. I know I, I brought that up to Nick last night at work. Uh, John, I mean, what do you think about that? Making uh, pretty much uh, embarrassing the country once again by saying that we need to honor the victims or, or we have to honor the Holocaust, not we need to honor the victims of the Holocaust. We need to honor the Holocaust. I'm like, what? Yeah. His cognitive decline uh, in the last, and it, and it just isn't as a president. It, it was when he was a vice president as well, but his cognitive decline that you see his gaffes, um, that are constantly being made. The White House constantly uh, press, constantly having to play damage control. Uh, it's it's becoming a point of this man is is supposed to be the leader of the free world. That is the position of the President of the United States. That's very common, you know, way to say it is the leader of the free world. And and to have this this corn pop, you call him a potato, I call him a corn pop, whatever. It's the same thing. Um, to have this this man, like he walks off the airplane and doesn't even know where he is. Like he doesn't even realize he's in Israel. And and then, you know, the just over the course of watching just his press conferences and, and his talking and the way that he is literally led around by the arm, like that's how I would lead my grandma around. And she's ninety is I would be very careful and very gentle with my grandma because she's, she's old, you know, and, and to see that, that, that is not showing power. That is not showing leadership. That is not showing any of the, you know, of the signs of a powerful leader. And it is downright embarrassing uh, just watching him. And it's, it's crazy watching the self-destruction from the democratic party as well. Um, there's actually, I did a, I did a six second news headlines on it of the, how many more people are registering as Republicans, um, than Democrats over the last 12 months and, uh, throughout just in certain States, it's 640,000 additional have switched parties to the Republican party. So seeing that happen, like, I think, I think coming in November, um, it's going to be undeniable. Even watching the uh, even watching the uh, primaries we had here in Colorado, um, I was looking at just the total number of votes per like 
you know, it'd be a Democrat, Republican, and then show the total number of votes. And I was looking in the same districts and the same regions just to find out, okay, what's the comparison just straight across the board? This is how many Democrats voted in the entire primary. And this is how many Republicans voted in the entire primary. And it's like two or three to one of Republicans are showing up more than than the Democrats are just to their own primaries, um, which is set in set. I feel like it's set a precedent for um, for November. So, yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. I would have to agree with you, uh, Nick. You said. <laughs> well, I would I would like to see your state in Colorado flip this year. I, I'd like oh, to absolutely. see that. I, you know, as I've said before, John, I know, I know you and Aaron are behind enemy lines there in Colorado. You guys are uh, fighting the At least the good purple. Fight. Like, I'll, I'll, sure. I'll go back to purple. Like, if we have to do purple in 2022 and maybe red in 20, I don't know. But, yeah, we need to mm-hmm. – I agree. We need change here. I just have a question, yeah, though. You guys are doing God's work there. Nick. My question is this: Is yeah, Biden ahead. is Biden actually gaffing, or is he just saying the quiet parts out loud? <laughs> I mean, is it? it I mean, that's a, that's all, a really good I mean, I mean, honestly, I mean, we've seen the vice president do the same. You know, I mean, is he is he legitimately gaffing? And because a gaff is is a mistake, he's just you know Freudian slips and such like that, or gaffs, you know, and 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 that can tend to happen with the pressure of speaking before a large crowd and everything like that. But I'm starting to wonder if the because of the sheer number of the times that it's happened, I don't think he's gaffing. I think he's saying the things that he knows to be true. And not realizing he's not supposed to say that. That's the quiet part. You're supposed to keep that in your head. I don't. I don't know if it's that or it's it's a mess. It's related to his cognitive decline. Like when you are reading a teleprompter and you say, "Repeat that line." <laughs> Repeat last line. Like, freaking really? <laughs> yeah. Like Repeat I feel like I feel quote. like Ron Burgundy. <laughs> like whoever controls the <laughs> teleprompter. Controls the presidency. It's like Ron Burgundy from. We're gonna ask him what diversity is next. We'll just. <laughs> <laughs> it can Every... be described in one word. Well, wasn't that that movie? Bruce Almighty? Wasn't that scary movie? Wasn't that scary movie where they were doing the the guy was uh Jeremy Pivens like the newscaster and these two guys are fighting over the teleprompter and then it just writes a bunch of gibberish and Jeremy Pivens like. Blah, 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 and then it so. goes back yeah. and he starts saying stuff and then he's like Sharpton for president and it goes back and it's like the maintenance guy typing on the teleprompter <laughs> it was yeah. funny I, I think it was scary movie but yeah, well, I mean, I, yeah it, it's amazing that he said that well every time he has one of those gaffes where he, he doesn't know what he's saying and he bl- blends all of his words together it makes me think of Bruce Almighty Yep. Steve Carell and Jim Carrey, where he's... <laughs> well, here, here's a serious question for everybody. Would you rather deal with a Biden gaffe or the Harris cackle? Oh. Option C. That's just I can mean. see everybody's like, uh, I That's don't just know. That's mean. Um, I... <laughs> honestly, like, you look at Kamala Harris's speeches, and what did she say? Like, People need to get go where they need to get going to, and it's not it's not much better at this point. 
Um, you know who she reminds me of when she talks? An old newscaster that we all know, John Madden. That's yeah, a guy. I was, I was that's a guy when he runs the ball, he likes to run the ball. And when he runs the ball, he runs the ball well. And as he runs the ball, he's running it well. So you and I all know he likes to run the ball. Or exhibit. It's not much better. <laughs> my ride. I heard you like bacon, so we put bacon on your bacon so you can have bacon while you have bacon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, she just, neither one of, it is a, it is a crap show, because I can't say the other word on here. Right. But just dumpster fire watching these, these supposed leaders try to speak and try to address a nation where like, we're sitting there, you know, remember when when Trump was in office, we'd watch it because it was entertaining because he knew he was going to say smart, you know, smart out of comments. He knew he was going to attack people. You just knew that with Trump. Here it's like, all right, all right, do something every time he uh, he he makes a mistake. And it's it's you I'm watch it now. NASCAR race for Rex. It's like it's like a bad accident. You can't ju- you can't help but watch. Yeah, it's it, it. I'm not playing drinking games while watching Biden. That's how you end up dead with alcohol poisoning. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Is you would? I didn't know if we could say that on here, but yeah, if you're playing drinking games able, every time, you... I could probably understand him better if I was intoxicated. I don't know. Yeah, I, it, I might be able to. Yeah, I think I could. It, I I think I could get on uh, board with that. To be yeah. to be quite honest with you, but Jason, like, you were going to say national pressure might make sense. I don't know. It, <laughs> You're going to reference something that I said. That Jason. sounds like a show in, in and of itself. All of the, that that sounds like a show in and of itself. All of us uh, sitting here getting intoxicated watching Joe and Biden. Translating. I mean, John, yeah. John, do you think, uh, you know, by producing? Yeah. Hey, uh, John, you think we could do that? I'll have to talk to my producer and we'll, we'll see if we could do that. And may, may, hey, maybe we could do an unsanctioned uh, show where we just get hammered while oh. trying to translate for Biden. <laughs> just have it on a. Another right. screen That'd in here. Just put his speeches up, like one after the other. We watch like a fifteen minute speech, oh and we try to determine what he was trying to say. Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Just like that, we're at the bottom. All of yeah, us at we'll the bottom, be at the bottom with little silhouettes. Yes. Mystery That's Science like Theater three thousand. Totally. <laughs> totally. I'm on board. You let me know I'm when that's going to happen. I'm totally on board for I'm that. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. All right, folks, we're going to take our first time out. We will be right back after this. Hello, folks. Jason Reeve here. If you're looking for a great firearm, Sig Sauer is a great place to start. Sig is the makers of the P320 and the P365. In fact, the P320 has replaced the M9 as the sidearm of the United States Army. But SIG just doesn't make pistols. Oh no, they make shotguns, bolt-action rifles, and semi-automatic rifles. All to fit your firearms needs. And if you're looking for training, well you can sign up for the SIG Sauer Academy. Visit SIGSauer.com to browse firearms or sign up for training. That's SIGSauer.com. SIG Sauer. Never settle. The Freedom 515 movement is an opportunity for Americans to stand together for our constitutional rights, freedom, and civil liberties. 
We will no longer accept a government that does not work for the people, and we will not accept a media agenda aimed at dividing this country. The time to take a stand in solidarity with your fellow patriots is now. Join us. This peaceful movement is a transpartisan one. As long as you agree that we need and deserve better from our representatives and our government, you have a home here. Visit www.freedom515.com to sign up for email notifications or to join. That website is freedom515.com. The SAF is the most important gun rights organization in existence. Don't believe me? They are responsible for 80% of gun rights cases making their way through the courts right now, fighting to protect your right to keep and bear arms. Still don't believe me? Then head on over to saf.org where you can read about the current cases open right now. You can also join the fight or donate to the cause. Protecting your rights, one lawsuit at a time. Visit saf.org today. This is Aaron, founder of Freedom 515, and you're listening to The American Gun Show. Now back to Jason Reeve. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. And if you're wondering who that was, it was this person right here, Aaron. She did that rejoin for us. Thank you again for that, Aaron. Yeah. Um, I did want to, while we have Aaron, because I know Aaron's not staying for the whole two hours. Aaron, you started a new podcast. Uh, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So um, a friend of mine from TikTok, her username was Right Side Batty. It's now Batty Can. Uh, her and I were just discussing, you know, we'd like to be part of the solution and try to figure out a way to reach Americans while removing the political tension that we all have right now. Um, and one way we came up with it is let's help Americans become more self-sufficient. We all know that food shortages are coming. Um, things are going to get pretty tough. Rolling blackouts might start coming as well. Um, so how can we help Americans get resources in order to weather these difficult times. And so what we try to focus on is gardening, homesteading, um, community involvement. We're going to start doing civics and everything once we get through kind of the necessities of growing your own food. Um, so that's what we've been doing every Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern. And you can find us on YouTube. It's Brace, the number four impact podcast. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's, been, it's been a trip. We've never done a podcast and we're like, all right, let's just give this a whirl. So we've been learning as we go, but it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. That's how it starts out. You learn as you go, you start small. I mean, you know, I've told you before when I first started this show, we'll be on our sixth year next year doing this show. And I never thought that it was going to blow up the way it did. I thought maybe I'd do it for a year and then, okay, not getting anywhere. And then all of a sudden, boom, it just exploded. So um, that's awesome. And, you know, speaking of uh, the, the self-sufficiency, I know we've started, me and my wife has started a fam, uh, garden here at home. Um, I know on your TikToks, I've been seeing you're uh, starting a, a garden. You've been doing garden stuff. You, I seen you got ducks the other day. Um, yeah. Looking to go get, some, we're looking to go get some chickens here soon. Awesome. Uh, but John, you were talking about on your uh, 60 second newscast that they might blow up dams in the Northwest for salmon and that's gonna that's gonna affect because the northwest runs on a lot of a lot of hydropower energy 
Yeah. Uh, so there's, I'm, I'm from the Northwest. Uh, though you guys all know that like my, my original state is Washington. I lived there for 35 years. So I'm intimately familiar with the dams they're talking about going up the snake river and up the Columbia river. So that is the main river. Um, and not like Colorado river. That's like this big, like these, these, these rivers are massive. They're real rivers. Like we call a river and I'm like, this is a stream. I could jump across this. Um, not not the way over there. Anyway, uh, so there's there's three hydroelectric dams that are on the Columbia River, and there's three on the Snake River. The main salmon run comes from the Pacific Ocean to the Columbia River into the Snake River. Um, tons of salmon come up that river, and what they were saying is they're not going to blow them up. They're going to open all the spillways to bypass all the turbines and just let the water flow. So no power would be generated out of these six dams that are that exist on these two rivers and that is 70 percent of the state's power and a lot of it gets sold to california which is extremely power hungry right now and they're they're starving for power in california a lot of it gets sold down to california so they're green of let's save the fishies um at the at the cost of 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 humans uh, truthfully, so they, I was when I read that, I was like, Are you got to be kidding me? They've talked about it before, at least temporarily opening the power, and it's like the loss of energy production for just a day or two was astronomical. Jeez. So unreal. Nick, we've we've talked about this before. You know, we we talked with people in the oil industry. We've talked with people in hydroelectric industry. I mean, Hoover Dam might have to shut down because, like me, because I mean, the Southwest is in a mega drought. I mean, we are seeing a war on our energy in this country, to where being self sufficient is going to be the key to surviving, probably the next two years with Joe Biden. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of that comes from the fact that, you know, we dove at the beginning of this administration, we've do dove so headlong into this ideology of renewable energy, which don't get me wrong, renewable energy is great. I don't have a problem with renewable energy um, other than the fact that we're just not ready to depend upon it to the degree that this administration wants to depend on it. You know, we're, we're not there yet. We're getting there, but we're not there yet. You know, um, I've talked with multiple people who whose jobs are to design and and build the windmills, you know, and, you know, the windmills are a net negative. You know, it takes more energy to to to, to build that windmill than it will ever produce in its lifetime. So, you know, it's costing us energy to even put them up just because we're not there yet, you know, and that's. That's kind of what puts Elon Musk at such a high level in my book because, you know, that's kind of the direction that he started off in. He's like, you know, how can we take this renew – because part of the issue with renewable energy is we have no way to store it. You know, windmills produce power 24-7. Uh, you know, solar produces power the entire time the sun's up. You know, um, but if we don't need it, we're wasting it. So how do we how do we store that more effectively? And that's how the Tesla Corporation got started. They actually started by making whole house batteries, you know, and they were the first of their kind. And, you know, we'll get better at it, but that's still going to take some time. 
Well, I mean, we were looking here, you know, we had a, before Biden came into office, uh, gas was about like a dollar 87. The oil industry was booming. Energy was booming. And then six hours into Joe Biden's administration, he kills the Keystone pipeline. Uh, they won't allow uh, people to drill. Uh, he says there's leases out there, but to my understanding, there's leases. And then you have to get, you get the lease for the land, but then you still have to apply for a permit to drill and they're not allowing the permits. Well, and some of the leases I mean, so, aren't, some know, of the leases aren't even viable. Like it's not an abnormally large amount of permits to have um, right now. And the way that the media is twisting it and this administration's twisting it is really frustrating because those leases aren't always viable. It, I mean, it, the oil and gas companies are getting hit with inflation as well to develop these pads and to transport everything, materials, mm -hmm. et cetera. Um, and sometimes it, it just doesn't make sense or they get in there and like, oh crap, we have a change. So they have to go back through the permit process all over again. Um, and federally it, it's painful to go through like the um, army corps of engineers. Like it's just, it's a painful process for those operators to have to go through. So I, you know, I'm not trying to sound super overly sympathetic to oil and gas companies, but I think they are being unfairly villainized by this administration. Yeah, yeah, I think we can all agree that you know we're all for renewable energy. I'm all for green energy, but you can't you can't just flip a switch and say, okay, we're on green energy. Oil and gas is obsolete because it's just not it's not our infrastructure is not going to handle that. Um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. You know, we have rolling blackouts in California already. We saw what happened in Texas over the winter when they had a bad winter storm. I mean, it's a, it's turning into a, a real nightmare for the, I don't want to say the green new deal people, because I think we, like I said, we can all agree that renewable energy is a good thing, but it's going to be a slow process, not a, okay, flip the light switch and we're on it now. Right. Right. And I mean, not to mention over, I think it's over 7,000 products utilize petroleum. It's not just used in our vehicles to fuel our cars. So, <laughs> right. Um, it's it, even right. if we like switch to completely um, battery powered vehicles, like your windows in your house utilize petroleum. I mean, the sludge that's left over from the refining process to take all of the fuels out of the crude oil is asphalt, and we pave our roads with it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? We use like 90, 99.8% of every gallon of crude oil we produce you know we der we derive all of the different levels of hydrocarbon fuels out of it motor oils asphalt it's used to make plastics you know and things like that you know so like it's not that we're necessarily wasting the oil when we get it you know and you know, one of the things that's not being discussed is that like 75% of your cost of fuel is tax. You know, everybody wants to blame the big bad oil companies like they're just gouging prices, you know, and they want to yell at the Republicans for not passing the price gouging bill. But it's not it wasn't going to solve anything because the problem isn't in that. It's not that the oil companies because and the reason for that is, is because you see E85, E88 and all of these renewable sources of fuel are just as expensive mm -hmm. because they're being overly taxed with road usage tax. 
you know, here in the state of Indiana, we, we are second to uh, for road usage tax on our fuel. We're second behind California. You know, if they were to eliminate just the state taxes on fuel in the state of Indiana, put a moratorium on them for a short period of time, our price, the price of our fuel go down to two dollars, fifty cents to two dollars, two dollars and fifty cents overnight, instantly. Yeah, it's it's pretty disappointing, well, especially when you see a tweet from our president stating that the retail gas stations need to just lower their prices to reflect what they're paying for the product. They do that, that already. That that will solve it because they they literally profit like forty cents a gallon. So yes, Joe, that is going to make a world of a difference. Thank you for that ingenious idea. It's actually less than that, Aaron. It's ten cents a gallon. That's yeah, all they make you have, because I mean, you have business costs and. Yeah, it's it's they they don't have this massive margin. And I think when people bring up like, oh, the oil and gas companies are just price gouging, I'm like, they're not though, because if you saw how many companies went under and how many oil and gas employees lost their jobs in 2020, they would have just set the price higher. Like that's not how it works. It's basic economics, supply and demand. Let's open up oil and gas production in the United States and let's just get it moving. That will help well, they, increase supply. They're cutting the supply. Yeah. That, that, that's what's happening. The cut of the supplies, the demand, it, the demand hasn't changed. The supply has. Right. Demand has a little bit because people weren't driving in 2020, but over yeah. 2021, 2022. Oh, I'm, just, I'm just saying, let's say the last five years. Yeah. Just average it out over the last five years. The demand really hasn't changed. It's pretty similar. Um, but when you when you yeah. cut the supply like that, obviously prices are going to rise. And since we can't bring it from our own, stuff and we'll probably talk about that when we get back right jason yeah we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit and i also want to talk about uh avaldi as well i want to get your guys's opinion news that came out with avaldi we'll be right back after this folks looking for a new looking for a new firearm but don't know where to start well look no further than taurus taurus has a variety of firearms from revolvers to semi-automatics these firearms include the Defender 856, the G2C, the all-new G3, and the TX-22 2019's Guns and Ammo Handgun of the Year. Taurus firearms are reliable and reasonably priced. Go to TaurusUSA.com to browse their selection of firearms. Taurus firearms, designed to protect. Hello folks, Jason Reeve here. As a veteran, I thought I knew a lot about guns until I joined the USCCA. I then realized how much I didn't know about guns or concealed carry. The training I got from the USCCA not only helped my marksmanship, but also my decision making and my confidence. If you are in need of this life-saving training, it's simple. All you have to do is go to uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. Hello, Jason Reeve here, and as a veteran, I know the struggle of being discharged from the military and readjusting to civilian life. Unfortunately, this is a battle that many of our veterans have to face. Suicide rates among veterans are 22 a day and are likely to climb. That is why the American Gun Show is a supporter of Mission 22. 
Mission 22 is a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to healing our American veterans when they need it the most, right now. Mission 22 offers treatment for post-traumatic stress syndrome and traumatic brain injury and all other issues our veterans are facing today. Visit Mission 22 to donate. Mission 22, when their tour is over, our mission begins. This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the United States Concealed Carry Association. Visit uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. Joined by our guests, Aaron, founder of Freedom 515, John for 60-second uh, news headlines on TikTok, and Nick Messer, the voice of reason. Uh, today, uh, I saw... When I got home from work, my wife had texted me breaking news out of Valde, Texas, which had to do with we saw the you know a couple weeks ago we saw I mean this mass shooting is as tragic as they've come, and we saw the surveillance videos of the cops with rifles, ballistic shields, failing to enter the room and engage this shooter. Today, more information has come out that they have on a photo one of the cops is on his phone can't really tell what he's doing. The police said that they came out and said, well, his wife was in one of the classrooms and it, and she was texting him. And my first thought went, if I was that police officer and that was my wife, I I don't care what the, the chief's telling me. I'm going in guns a blazing. You can have my badge. If, yeah, it, going going around the uh, the table here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you, Aaron. If that was your husband, and you were that police officer, I'm sure you'd probably be like, "Nope, I'm I'm going in. I'm I'm neutralizing this threat. I'm I'm protecting my husband. I'm protecting my kids." Well, and I think it's not even just the significant other. It's the fact that like those were babies, those were those were mm -hmm. small children, literally bleeding to death. You heard the amount of rounds that were fired off. You can't just assume that everyone's fine. Um, it was clear what his intent was. I'm baffled, disappointed, disgusted, saddened, all the things by what happened. And that officer, one of the officers, I don't know if it was that one specifically, lost his wife. Um, and it's it's just such a tragic situation. And I still, I still cannot... I can't wrap my head around it. I can't come up with a, a reasonable explanation for the epic failure of that police department. <laughs> yeah. John, we now we know of course the Columbine was years ago, nineteen ninety-nine, and the protocol at that time was we establish a perimeter and we wait and see what happens. Then after Columbine, the the procedure was changed. We go in, we neutralize the threat. You know, that that's how we handle it. And this police force, just an epic fail. Oh, yeah, they 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 screwed the pooch on that one for sure. 110 percent. Um, It's. I don't know, like all four of us here are parents. I do know that. And um, 
even seen someone else's child in peril. That that parental that instinct to protect kicks in. If I see someone else's kid, like we were we were over at a friend's house and there was like a toddler sprinting down the driveway and it was really steep. And like just out of instinct, I sit in a chair, I just reached my arm out and grabbed her and pulled her so she didn't fall on her face. Like this little two-year-old kid, you see her running, you know, her big old head's going to move faster than her little legs can carry her. It's going to happen. But just that instinct to protect and, and the fact that this entire police department sat there and did nothing. You know, a mama bear ran in and got her kids out. Yeah. Like a civilian, someone who is not armed, but is worried about her kids, ran into the school when the, when the police are literally – Sitting around doing nothing, um, I don't understand how any of them still have jobs. I don't think they will. I'm sure I, I would sure. I, I, there's going to be a there's going to be a lot of lawsuits. I, I said when the coroner's report comes out, we find out one child bled out because of police in action. That the city of Vivaldi is going to roll. Now, uh, Nick. I know you heard the audio, the same audio that I heard, and it, it was so disturbing I couldn't even listen to it all the way through. I couldn't hear. Parents either. begging the police to go in. They were arresting people trying to go in and save their kids. If that was me, you would have had to kill me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I'm going in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, um, the only thing that I can say. Uh, to the entire situation is, is if you spend two and a half years demonizing good police officers, this is what you end up with. And I mean, 45 minutes. Yeah. This wasn't just like a, we're going to pause for tw- five, 10 minutes. It was an hour of inaction. It's it's completely and utterly inexcusable. And I am a police supporter. I think majority of cops by far are good cops. And they truly want to protect their communities. But this was such a failing that I, again, that many police officers didn't do anything. And that's what I'm really struggling to understand. You know, and it's not like these police officers didn't do anything because they were outside the building. They didn't have any intel as far as what was going on inside, yada, yada, yada. Like, while that would still also be a problem, it'd be a little bit more understandable the police were literally less than three minutes behind the shooter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the response time was faster than the national average. And they still didn't do anything. Yep. It's, it, it's, un, it's unreal, you know, that, and yeah, I, I do agree. I, I agree with you, Aaron. I believe most cops are good cops. Um, the bad ones, we definitely need to weed out for sure. But my, my big issue with this is the fact that how do those people sleep at night when we know that while they were standing out there waiting to go in, they kept hearing more gunshots. They kept hearing more screams. I mean, that is, this is just unreal. And and I've been in combat. I've been, I, I was a combat medic in Iraq. And I've seen some really things that I don't even talk about, but this right here was what it goes up on par with some of the things I had seen in, in war. 
Yeah, like and, I said, you, know, you can have my badge. People, people make the said, oh well, the police took fire, and I said, well, here's the thing: if you're a cop and you show up to work and they hand you a gun, a bulletproof vest, a taser, pepper spray, handcuffs, shotgun in the car. I'm thinking some shit might go down at some point in time. It's, it's your job to protect and serve. Literally, that's like every police department to protect and serve. And they didn't either. They didn't protect the kids and they didn't serve the community. Yeah. yeah, heads are gonna roll. Heads are gonna roll on this one. That's for sure. I, I mean, think it should be criminal that, charges, but that's just my two cents. So, mm-hmm. no, no, I agree with you. There should be criminal charges, dereliction of duty, whole nine yards. I know the police yep. chief in Avaldi's resigned. Already, let, let's 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 be honest. That's just a cop out, right? Mm-hmm. But yep. you know, I mean, I mean we that, could get in get into that discussion. I mean, if you really want to, I think it, it, as far as criminal charges, it's going to be really difficult after that Supreme court case that says that, you know, really, honestly speaking, the police have no legal duty to protect the individual. They are, they are, you know, as far as community protection, they did precisely what they were supposed to do as far as community protection. Now on an ethical basis, like you said, John, you know, protect and serve, they don't have a they don't have a, a a a legal obligation to that they have an ethical and moral one you know and a lot of really good police officers embody that even though they don't have to from a legal standpoint they still do it anyway i watched i watched a city police officer watching run into an a fully engulfed building to dra- as far as a fire when my apartment building burned down we had a, a small town police officer ran into that building without even thinking, didn't even care. His car was still rolling when he jumped out to run into the building to start dragging people out because he embodied that ethical protect and serve. He was going to do everything he possibly could, um, you know, but like I said, on a legal standpoint, because of the way they've been demonized and everything, they're not going to do any more than they absolutely have to. Well, Mina made a comment and popped that up here. If this country offered a our public schools even half of the security that the president gets, we wouldn't have this problem. Agreed. I, I agree 100%. I know there's a lot of funds that have been sent elsewhere that could have been really useful in securing our schools. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, we're, we oh, keep sending me. billions of dollars to Ukraine. Uh, <laughs> throw it out there. Just gonna throw it out there because all those all those weapons could have been in the hands of good people. Yeah, well, so I have to like ask that. you two as a question. Um, I'm not a vet, but you two are. Yes. Would you take a job that paid a decent salary and your whole job was to stand at a school door for protection for the kids? I'd do it for free. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. In That's your job all day is to literally protect these kids. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're uniquely trained for that particular type of that's situation. Why, that's why I said vets. Mm-hmm. I said the ones who are trained in that in those particular situations. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Air and Force, security forces, Army MPs, Master of Arms from the Marine Corps. I mean, the, these these people that have these these careers in the military are specifically 
trained to stand guard. And my and all I would say is like it, I could ask a hundred veterans the same question, and a hundred of them would say yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and fifty percent of them would do it for free. In all actuality, Ted Cruz, right after Ivaldi, introduced the bill to do that. And in that bill, it had psychological testing, training background, a training requirement. Democrats killed it. Mm-hmm. And they, so, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Because because guns are bad, okay? Mm, yeah. Okay. But gun-free zones. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Just advertise the fact that there is no one caring. I think I said this on the show before to you, Jason. At my kids' school, on their door, on their front, when you walk up, first of all, the windows are completely blacked out. You can't even see into the school. They are like the darkest tent you can see. They're mirrored, so you can't see in, but they can see out. Then there's a sign right on the front that says there's an armed response team on campus. If you threaten the kids, it, it's like if you threaten the kids, force will be used. And I guarantee you, if somebody thought about shooting up that school, they saw that sign and just kept driving. They said, yeah. so, no. who's carrying in that school? Teachers and principals. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is the way it should be. It is not, it is not a public school. Right. That, that, yeah. there's the, hey, that's, mm-hmm. that's the good thing. All right, we're going to take our last time out for this hour, and then we will be right back after this. The FEF is the most important gun rights organization in existence. Don't believe me? They are responsible for 80% of gun rights cases making their way through the courts right now, fighting to protect your right to keep and bear arms. Still don't believe me? Then head on over to saf.org, where you can read about the current cases open right now. You can also join the fight or donate to the cause. Protecting your rights, one lawsuit at a time. Visit saf.org today. Are you looking for an iconic firearm to add to your collection? Well, look no further than Beretta Firearms. Beretta is the oldest firearms manufacturer in the world, supplying firearms as far back as 1650. In fact, the Beretta 92FS was the primary sidearm for the U.S. Armed Forces. Beretta has all types of handguns, rifles, and shotguns to fit your needs, whether it be home defense or concealed carry. Handgun options include the 92, PX4 Storm, and the new APX series. Beretta is known for reliability and effectiveness. That's why so many military and law enforcement have relied on Beretta. Visit Beretta.com to view their selections. Beretta, win the fight. A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success. Then I tried the cloak tuck, an inside the waistband holster made by Alien Gear Holsters. They also make the Shapes Shift Holster Series, have lifetime warranties, and are made right here in the USA. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle.
This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the Second Amendment Foundation. Join or donate at saf.org. Now back to the defender of your gun rights, Jason Reeve. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. I, I've got something. I, I, I truly want to get your guys' opinion on this because I, I found the hypocrisy and the logic behind this just so hysterical. Today, our favorite Democrat socialist AOC was complaining that people were mocking her on the steps of the Capitol, even though she was praising the people that ran Justice Kavanaugh out of a steakhouse last week. And she's like, I can't believe I work for an institution that allows people to do this. What? That's the first amendment. <laughs> but I will say, to be Somebody fair, make it make sense. she actually, there was something I agreed with her that she did. She confronted the Capitol police and asked, it's like asking questions about January 6th. Like we still don't have answers as to like where they were and what they were doing that day. Like where were the Capitol police? Like, what, what are you guys even doing? And I was like, oh, this is an uncomfortable moment because um, I would like to know as well, AOC. I'd love to know. Yeah. So for, for the record, I think all of us you said you agree with AOC. We definitely know she's not feeling well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was I was like, oh, I have to agree because she was making a whole lot of sense. She's like, yeah, January 6th. Like, where were you guys? You were just letting people in the building and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, oh, I have the same question, lady. Can we play that video? Because I've seen the video. Can we play that video for the January 6th hearings? I mean. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah. I don't know if the, the John's having trouble with the connection. So I don't know if we can. Uh, no, we I'm can not saying on here. Court. I'm saying in the hearing. Oh. Can we just go ahead and play that? Where it just comes right out yeah. and says, where she comes right out and basically says, we have no idea what's going on, but we're having a hearing about it anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I just think it's so funny that, you know, we, we, we were kind of talking about this on the pre-show before you showed up, Aaron. And, you know, that's like what Joe Biden was doing his, uh, his press conference over the bipartisan gun control bill that passed. And Manny Oliver, whose child was killed in Parkland, stood up and said, we need to do more. And now granted, I don't agree with it, what he's saying, but Joe Biden told him to sit down and secret service had to forcibly remove him from that press conference at the, at the Rose garden. And we're like, wait a second, that's his right to do that. And you just removed him. Right. It, it goes a lot to show you what Joe Biden really thinks about your rights. Oh, you're only you're only allowed to talk if you agree with with the agenda they're trying to push. Right. You're only allowed to talk if you if you agree wholeheartedly with the party of tolerance and the party of open mindedness and the party of equality and the party of what well, I could go on and on and on. But you're only allowed to you're only allowed to engage and interact if you agree with everything they spew right. the minute you have a dissenting opinion or an opinion of your own you're 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 canceled you're censored you're you gotta leave you gotta you gotta remove yourself it's like it's what it almost seems like to me is during these press conferences and everything is someone's gonna ask him a question and everyone else in the audience is gonna go oh that's a good question 
And now all of a sudden, instead of having all these people blindly following and and hanging on every word, they're going to question. That is not a bad thing. No question. No. Everything. It's not no. bad, but but it's it's the it's the disagreement. And, oh, that person has a valid point. That's a logical argument. All of a sudden, everything that they're trying to speed to you doesn't make sense anymore. Well, and the thing about it is, too, is in that particular situation, Biden had a prime opportunity to show some real leadership and some real compassion by standing there. And, you know, when they come running over to try to grab the guy because he was being kind of belligerent, he could sit and let him speak. Get it off your chest. Mm -hmm. You know, unload that. You obviously are speaking from a place of grief, you know, and disdain. Unload that. All right. Get it off your chest. You will feel better. If I've got to bear that burden as the leader of the free world, then I will do so. You know, and he had that prime opportunity and threw it away. I didn't think of it that way. And you are 100 percent accurate. I didn't think of it like that. You know, I mean, I'm. (laughs) <laughs> Mina says, LOL, Joe Biden, a good leader. No, he's not. But I'm I'm saying, but he had an opportunity. He's how many opportunities has he had in the past two and a half years? Multiple. And he's dropped the ball on every single one of them. I, mean, I just don't have high expectations anymore. You are yeah, talking right. about the guy who shakes hands with the air. I had a particular take on that particular situation. And um, that is a very, very, very apparent, a very apparent thing there uh, in that one. You're talking about when Obama was there and he went to shake hands with people and they snubbed him. It's because people gravitate to the to the to the highest authority in the room. Yeah, he literally turned off the podium to his right, went to shake and didn't know there was no one there. No, they there were wasn't anyone in like a 15 foot radius. I think my favorite TikTok video of Joe Biden is the one where they're like, you've got the like Secret Service voiceover. Oh, I love that. And he's like walking. And then he like, t- he keeps going past where he's supposed to turn to go inside. And they're like, <laughs> oh, we've lost him. We've lost him. <laughs> so that guy, the guy who does all the Secret Service voiceovers, he has an entire series. Oh my gosh! I oh, does he it. really? Yeah. He has an entire series. I follow him, so I catch him every once in a while. He had one about that speech, where he shook hands with the air, and he's like, "All right, and uh, now, okay, exit stage." And he is turning right, and who, what? What's he doing? Who's he shaking hands with? There's no one Where's there. Going? Turn the other way. Turn <laughs> the other way. Turn <laughs> the other way. Walk one foot. In front. It's just like... yeah, it's, it's pretty brutal. You know. My- one of the things that, that stuck out to me was the first time he flew over to Europe. And I think it was last year for the G seven summit and a reporter asked him a question. Biden turns around and just looks completely lost. And then you see the first lady come out and she's like, Joe, Joe, come on, come on, come on. And I'm sitting there like, I do that with my kids. It's like a freaking toddler. <laughs> come here, buddy. Like- like, come over here. <laughs> <laughs> I got your ice cream. I got your Rocky Road, your double chocolate chocolate chip. Come on. I'm literally like, I mean, Sam does that. If, you know, she tries to get me out of the house. Come on, I'll take you to a gun store. Come on, come on. Oh, oh, okay. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, it's right. <laughs> but we're also just, I mean, the three of us are just, we're just blue collar guys. Like, I mean, yeah. it really ain't that hard to get us to do something. Hey, you want to get a gun? Uh, yeah. You want to go to the store? We'll go to Shields. Okay, we can go to Shields. And you can go up in the gun section and I'll be down here. I'm like, cool. Call me when you're ready to go. Right. You know, exactly. but, you know, I'll tell you a, a quick funny story. My wife, she knows I hate shopping. Oh, I do. She'd, like, hey. she'd be like, hey, I'll go to the mall. You want to go to the mall? I'm like, no, not really. She's like, I'll buy you a pretzel because I love those pretzels that they have at the mall. And it's I'm like, oh, one. okay. Yes. Yes. The big shop was dip them in some cheese. Did you just say men? I said men. <laughs> I can't. I'm like. <laughs> Aaron, you know, we are very simple creatures. Listen, I'm your pretzel. Sure. Let, I'm in. Let, That's all I need. Like, all okay, right. Well, so ev everybody knows. Everybody knows that Mina is my wife. So, uh. Uh, and she's currently watching the stream right now. Um, and I will tell you right now, she's currently sitting in her desk chair going, ooh, pretzel. <laughs> hey, you, you want to know something? And since we have Aaron here, I want to I bring this up there and get her reaction. Because we, me and Nick, we kind of got ourselves in a lot of trouble from the left. Because we, oh, we were talking, we did this story. A guy wrote an article about how the women have been going around saying, a gun has more rights than women. And we were like, really? So we got to get a permit to take you out of the house. We got to get a background check before you can marry you. I mean, I guess some people can make that argument with marriage oh, licenses went, now. And then, and then Nick goes, yeah, and uh, you guys can only be a certain weight because, you know, high capacity. And that's when the emails all started just coming in. And we were like, I, the next day I texted Nick. I said, we're in trouble, dude. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> but um, oh my God. the thing is, and it said, oh, we have to, and I brought up training requirements. That's what the guy brought up in the article, like training requirements for uh, uh, your uh, woman. And I said, how do you write a book on that? I said, I mean, I would appreciate, I think a lot I, of people have... would appreciate like a, a training or a, a, you know, crash course on like how to do a little bit more around the house or planning okay. better date nights or um yeah. i mean i i think i would advocate for a husband's training class um, i get I that i thought you were going to say a husband training class on how to understand women no you'll and never understand that. there that is not sense. a course long enough no. listen listen all i'm going to say is this john all i'm going to say is this we don't want to understand women all right don't ever ask for that Men don't want to understand women because no. women understand women and they hate each other. It's wild up here. Valid point. I don't want to know. I got to tell you, I said, who, who, who's going to teach that class? Cause I'm like, it can't be a guy. No. Cause you know, he's just going to do something to get himself in trouble. <laughs> I have the perfect person. Shoot, I've been married to Sam almost 10 years. I still can't figure things out. <laughs> Aaron, but they can't even define what a woman is. Bingo. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. after the Dobbs decision, they could. <laughs> oh, miracle how that happened, right? Right, right. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you, you, you know, they, all, they, they often talk about, yeah. you, you know, um, us guys, we're not allowed to have an opinion because we're not women. Um, uh, 
I think they missed they 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 must have like forgot about health class, you know, and basic biology in high school, because um, we, we all we all start as women in the womb. <laughs> the Y chromosome doesn't kick in at the right time. That's what separates us it, it, in the womb. Yeah, the Y the Y chromosome Science. does not kick in until later on in That's utero. Right. That's why we have. You know, little things on our chest, like women do, yep, but ours science. don't work. Trust <laughs> science. Because oh, we all start goodness. off female. But remember, guys, follow the science. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I cannot wait to see the emails tomorrow on this. Oh, this oh, is going to be fantastic. <laughs> They're gonna be, that, that guy in the corner, like about the guy in the gray shirt, he's an a-hole. I'm like, yeah, you're right. It, 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 it'll be me. I've, been, it, I've got to dude, the point where I don't it. care. You you know what? I, I guarantee you we're gonna get an email and gonna be like, you three guys outnumber that poor woman. <laughs> I guarantee she you. She would get kick that email. all of our butts. I know. She would demolish us in debates and in it she would crush us. It's gonna take the three of us just to match the mental capacity of her. Well, thank you. That's very kind. True. If, if, if you. you saw what she did on a daily basis. Like just her regular everyday life when when you're she's not doing any of this, all right. Uh, I know. I it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I've I've often wondered because I know you've posted a couple of videos on TikTok of like your daily life. You know, getting up early, going to the gym, you know, working, doing your extracurriculars. Plus, you're a mother and a wife. I'm like, wow, she's got a lot of energy. I don't know where she gets it from. I don't. I, I don't know if I have a lot of energy. I'm just like obnoxiously a busybody. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have like 30 minutes of free time a week. I need to fill it. Like, let's do this. Let's start adding this. Let's do, I mean, it's just, yeah. It's, I don't know if it's a great quality, but I, I tend to get a lot done. So grateful for it in that regard. Yeah. And not only that, you started a national movement on top okay. of everything you've done. And, and now I mean, she's now she's doing a, a national podcast on how to survive. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. nothing major. Just just, you know, fighting for <laughs> the Americans' it's, rights and then teaching people how to survive. Nah, no big deal. It's it's <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I'm super grateful for the platform that I've been given and that somehow people in like listening to what I have to say. I'm humbled by it and grateful and I just want to make the most of it and try to make as much of a positive impact as I can. And I think the the biggest need we have right now is people getting self-reliant because food shortages will lead to crime will lead to a lot of other chaos once hopefully we get through those dark times i really want to empower americans with civics knowledge with um you know resources mm -hmm. to start to run for local office and that's where i see freedom 515 really coming back up um is focusing on getting our government back to a place where it actually represents the people mm -hmm. I don't know, crazy ideal idea but it'd be nice. yeah I mean, your podcast is like the next logical step. I mean, let's be honest. Right. Freedom 515 started with a it, – it was a warning. It was like, hey, look at what's going on. You know what I mean? And then it became a here's how we can stop it from happening. You know, we're starting to spiral out of control. Here's how we can stop it. And then it became, all right, we're, we're past the point of no return. It's, it's inevitable. So now we have to prepare for what's coming. Yeah. And I think what's what's hard is I don't think the nation as a whole was ready for Freedom 515 quite yet. I don't think they've felt the pain points at the level they need to, to like sacrifice voting on the weekend with friends to go to a community event. And I think 
sadly we're going to get there because we're going to realize how important community actually is and how much we need it um, with what's coming with the shortages and everything. And so I think it's important to give people the resources. I think when you focus on solutions again, people tend to connect on a deeper level than just political affiliation and political ideologies. And then ideally, once you have a community feel, it's like, oh crap, okay, well, we don't want this to happen again. So we need to step up and get involved. We need people to go go serve in local offices, state and federal. Um, so I think at that point, it would be it would be a solid time for Freedom 5 and 5 to, to hopefully make a big comeback. Aaron for mayor. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, we'll just add that on. Just yeah. <laughs> why not? Well, I know I'm taking. Well, I know that I'm taking a shot at the governorship of Indiana in 24. Um, awesome. I know Chuck uh, Erickson, our good friend from Illinois, mm-hmm. he's he's going to challenge Dick Durbin for Senate. So yep. you know we're going to throw our weight behind him for sure. I mean, we are seeing people that are stepping up and saying, you know what, we're, I don't like where this is going. I I want to. Mm-hmm give the power back to the people where it should be to begin with. And I think it is going to take off once again. I love it. Yeah. I'm super grateful and I appreciate all of your guys' support and, you know, having me on tonight. This has been fun. (laughs) Even if it ruffled some feathers on some folks, it's been fun. Yeah. That's that we, I I figured, you know, we, it's, it's part of the job. Uh, That's just part of what it is. I mean, I do it every day. I, I mean, I get, I get hate mail every day. Some of it I find, I find it rather entertaining because I kind of figure if I'm ticking all these people off, I must be doing something right. Yeah. Your thing I got to say about that too, um, for you is if they're sending you nasty emails and stuff, they're watching. Right. Mm-hmm. They're fans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're fans. Right. They're watching though. They're watching, they're learning, they're, they're, they're seeing people that they don't agree with. And you know, and normally when, you see someone you don't agree with, you can react in one of two ways. You can sit them down, have a rational conversation, or you can send a nasty email and be a keyboard warrior. Whichever one you choose, you're still listening and you're still watching. You're Great. a fan. Mm-hmm. I don't. Okay, so to a degree, I'm intentionally inflammatory. All right, just because I've gotten to no. a point. Really? I've gotten <laughs> to a point. <laughs> To a point, I'm intentionally inflammatory, especially when I'm taking up the mantle of like carrying on their logical thought process into other situations, you know, and just taking that logic on down the road. Um, But, you know, to quote one of our founding fathers, Mr. Thomas Paine, uh, he who dares not offend cannot be truthful. So I'm not afraid to offend someone. Um because I also understand that offense cannot be given. It can only be taken. There it is. All right. So if you're offended, that's on you. That's not on me. Okay. Um, and you need to, to, to reflect inward on yourself and find out why, you know, and figure out why you're offended. Um, because, you know, I don't go out of my way to hurt feelings, but I'm not afraid to do it if it needs to be done. That's fair. Well, you've got people that, that get crazy on a lot of things. Like my wife, she breeds corgis and she doesn't, she doesn't believe in docking tails. And, uh, to the AKC, that's not breed standard. And people have accused her of being a backyard breeder. I said, why? Because she doesn't want to mutilate a dog's tail. 
Right. I mean, that, it, it's crazy. I mean, they're, they're everywhere. Yeah. The docking was for a specific purpose in which these dogs will not be used for. So there is no need in removing a part of that dog's anatomy simply because you want it to look a specific way. Well, you know that what goes I mean? along with the Karens and the Debbies, right? What was the other one? Tammy's. Tammy's and Barbara's. Tammy. There it was. Barbara. <laughs> Barbara's, Tammy's, Karens. Got it. I got to remember that. Right. Yeah. I, I got to remember that, too. That, that but, was good stuff. But, you know, you also have to take into consideration that those who want to, you know, want to throw a fit about not docking dog tails are probably the same ones who are pro-choice. So. Well, what I'm saying is, is that, you know, in every aspect of life, you got those people that are out there, you know, in places you wouldn't think like, you know, when I see a, a corgi puppy, I'm like, oh, my God, it's that's really cute, even if it's tail or no tail. But, you know, these people are like, oh, my God, it's got a tail. You're a backyard breeder. I'm like, what? Like it's a baby baby. Have, have, have we have we fallen so far off society that you you know we're we're arguing over this now? Folks just like to throw insults. It's just that it's it's much we've gotten far too comfortable with dehumanizing others and with tossing around labels, insults, just generalizing um people based on like a snippet of their life. It's really sad, but that's that's this is America. Yeah. So, that's right. I'm offended that you're taking offense. <laughs> right. And, and based off of their logic, that's perfectly acceptable. Mm-hmm. You know. But feelings. Well, you know, feelings, well, yeah. Nick, well, remember, Nick, I wore that shirt at work that one night and it said on the front of my shirt, it said gun control is hitting what you aim at. And somebody got offended. Somebody mm-hmm. got all bent out of shape about it. So they, they, they went and got me a new shirt, uh, a, a company shirt, and said, here, put this on. And I'm sitting here like, they're offended by that? I said, I have a lot worse shirts at home that I could wear in here. I mean, but nobody got offended by this shirt, which is the Ron DeSantis Escape to Florida. And on the back, it has every, like, AOC, Governor Whitmer, every Democrat that <laughs> vacationed in Florida during COVID. And, oh, it's a and, great shirt. It's fantastic. And, no, and nobody... It's like those old, you know, back in the day, those old rocker shirts where they listed their tour and, you yeah. know, you go to the concert and listen to tour. That's what it is on the back of the shirt. It listed every Democrat that locked down their state that went to Florida. And yeah. uh, on the bottom, it says, uh, or on the bottom of the back, it says, we don't blame you. We enjoy freedom, too. But because it looked like one of those concert T-shirts, nobody stopped to read it. You know, but the shirt that they got offended by has, you know, the American Gun Show logo on the back of it. So it there happened. you go. And somebody got offended. Yeah. Like, and what's, okay. what's what I think what I find is the whole the irony behind the situation, too, is one person got offended. So you were forced to change something that you you your First Amendment right of freedom of speech and freedom of expressions. You were forced to change because someone took offense. Yeah. Right. I mean, I could I could have wore a shirt in that said I like guns and coffee, and I've actually right. wore that, like shirt that shirt before. Nobody said. I'm yeah. good with that shirt. Yeah. I'm gonna hop off here, guys, but I appreciate you. This was fun. All right. Thank Aaron, you, Aaron. You thank you awesome. very much for being with us tonight. We're definitely totally. gonna turn into your podcast. Totally. Uh, that was Brace for Impact. 
Yes, Brace for Impact podcast um, on YouTube. And if you go to TikTok, Logic and Liberty, the link is in my bio. Same with Baddie Can. It's B-A-D-D-I-E-C-A-N-N, I think it's her username now. Um, link is in her bio. And then you can reach us at Brace, the number four, Impact Podcast at Yahoo.com. Yeah. All right, Aaron, thank you very much for being with us. You take care, Thanks. all right? See you guys. See you. Take care. Good to see you. All right, so now it's just the three of us, and well, and now it's I a guess three we way. can. Wait a minute, that, that <laughs> sounded better in my head. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, you are trying. You're trying to get us in trouble, aren't you? Well, I mean, I got beeped already. I mean, you didn't get beeped. I, you I, did. Um, I heard it too. I heard you say it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Listen, you got something to say? It's right there. I just, well, you know what? Uh, John's actually in down in Atlanta. He's keeping track. And right now I'm, I'm leading everybody with one. He said, yeah. but don't turn it. He said, don't turn it into a competition yeah. guys. Then he you shouldn't have said quick, anything. You better click <laughs> on that beat button, John. <laughs> well, you want, you want to know something. He, he called me the next day after we did that whole story on the, uh, the women have less rights than guns. Uh-huh. And, Nick said, I can't remember exactly what Nick said, but Nick said, he said, if I would have, if that would have been 10 seconds earlier, I would have spit my soda out all over the board. It was the high because capacity of what women thing. It was the high yes, capacity women thing. Yeah. yeah he would have <laughs> spit his drink all over the board and just that, absolutely ruined everything. That would not have been good. No, no. no. Like, and he did have to bleep me on the last show because I said something along the lines of, um, 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 you know, a, a, a Asian phone book. So, yeah, we'll we'll fill you in on that after the show, John. It yeah, was you know good, what? But, I, I already know the joke. Yeah, yeah, okay. you already know, and already it was referenced. It. it was referenced to Michael Moore. No lies detected. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm saying. Oh, did you see uh, Michael Moore's latest thing that he came out with? Uh, he wanted to do a. Abolish the Second Amendment, replace it with the 29th yeah. Amendment. Yeah, that's what, what we were talking, were talking about. about. Yeah, that's what we were yeah. talking about. Yeah, and I, I, I read that, and I'm like, literally in my article, because I did six-second news headlines on Michael Moore in that article, just, you know, because I only get, like, six to eight seconds per article. Right. To, like, here's the headline, here's a little snippet, and then moving on to the next one. And I was like, who gives a crap what this fat says? Right, and then I just moved right on. <laughs> and I was he like, said, um, "He said right after Evaldi, he goes abolish the Second Amendment." I go abolish your diet. He already you know, did. Somebody- that guy looks like like I'm not a skinny dude. I got some weight to me. I'm not a skinny dude, but that guy looks like he was on Super Size Me for the last year. <laughs> right. That's what I said. I got a dad bod going on, you know. I, I'm I'm 230 pounds, I, but dang, I, dude. I, I I all right. So listen, you got to understand. Jason set the stage for that one. I couldn't help it. He swung the door wide open because he pulls up the article and he takes a look at Michael Moore and he goes, "Geez, how many chins does he have?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you lock, you underhand softballed that thing. Like, that is a Dude, slow pitch right meatball. down the middle. 
he yeah. threw me an absolute meatball on that one. I couldn't let that one slide. By. He, t- he knocked that one out of the park. <laughs> and I'm sure Nick, and I'm sure you responded before you even processed mentally what you were saying. Yeah, it just <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh wait, that all right, whatever. It's already said, right? <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a time out. We'll be right back after this. Hello, folks. Jason Reeve here. If you're looking for a great firearm, Six Hour is a great place to start. Sig is the makers of the P320 and the P365. In fact, the P320 has replaced the M9 as the sidearm of the United States Army. But Sig just doesn't make pistols. Oh, no. They make shotguns, bolt-action rifles, and semi-automatic rifles, all to fit your firearm's needs. And if you're looking for training, well, you can sign up for the Sig Sauer Academy. Visit SigSauer.com to browse firearms or sign up for training. That's SigSauer.com. Sig Sauer. Never settle. The Freedom 515 movement is an opportunity for Americans to stand together for our constitutional rights, freedom, and civil liberties. We will no longer accept a government that does not work for the people, and we will not accept a media agenda aimed at dividing this country. The time to take a stand in solidarity with your fellow patriots is now. Join us. This peaceful movement is a transpartisan one. As long as you agree that we need and deserve better from our representatives and our government, you have a home here. Visit www.freedom515.com to sign up for email notifications or to join. That website is freedom515.com. The SAF is the most important gun rights organization in existence. Don't believe me? They are responsible for 80% of gun rights cases making their way through the courts right now, fighting to protect your right to keep and bear arms. Still don't believe me? Then head on over to saf.org, where you can read about the current cases open right now. You can also join the fight or donate to the cause. Protecting your rights, one lawsuit at a time. Visit saf.org today. This is Aaron, founder of Freedom 515, and you're listening to The American Gun Show. Now back to Jason Reeve. All right, folks, hey. welcome back to the show. Um, I want to I, I kind of go here. And uh, if 2024 we know is going to be, be a pretty big year, I think, it's, I think we could safely say it's probably going to be a red tsunami this November. Um. Ron DeSantis, I think, is if I remember correctly, I, I read the poll last night, but I was really tired. And I think Ron DeSantis is leading Donald Trump in the early polling for Republican presidential candidate. And I'm kind of curious uh, with you guys uh, what you think about Ron DeSantis possibly getting the nomination. I would wholeheartedly. I know Elon Musk has thrown his... Uh, his hat behind it. I would wholeheartedly back Ron DeSantis um, running for president. Um, I think, and I'm going to say it, what has our last nine presidents been, excluding Obama? 
weak, old, that rich, uh, white men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the terms of frenzy, DeSantis is very young. Yes. Very young. I think what he's been able to do with Florida and the fact that he is fighting for the people, he's actually listening and he's understanding and he's realizing that the people deserve their freedoms. Um, yes. And that's that's where he is in, in Florida. I think a good running mate for him would be Christy Nome. I agree. I agree. Uh, DeSantis Nome Christy Nome would be a awesome candidate. Um, we got a couple of rookies in this in the Senate and the House that might be decent running partners. Um, but I think she I think her and him would be a very, very powerful ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, running fourth, do I believe that Trump should run in twenty twenty four? I I don't. He's too no. polarizing as a person, and he can't keep this shut. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I would I agree mean, with you because I've said numerous times that it wasn't that Joe Biden won the election; it's that all them people voted against Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I think one of the things I think we should probably recognize um, about DeSantis versus Trump is that uh, DeSantis has a, 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 a kind of a similar personality, but a whole lot more experience politically. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know, Trump often, you know, he, he looked at his PR from a perspective of a businessman and a businessman says there's no such thing as PR whether you as there's no such thing as bad PR mm-hmm. either you know, you know what I mean like it, it, you can talk good about me or you could talk bad about me you're still talking about me and I can profit off of that um, in the political realm there is such a thing as bad PR and I believe that 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 Ron DeSantis understands that so while he is very inflammatory towards the opposition. He does it in the right ways. You know, he, he uses the right words. He stops and thinks about what he's about to say and, and, and quickly runs it through a, a thought process of, can they twist this and make it something that it's not? So he's constantly forcing those that are trying to put spin him in a bad light to really, really, really work for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's smart. He's, you know, he's really good in the political realm. But I also don't think, I mean, just based off of what I know from him, as far as, you know, researching articles and listening to his speeches and watching him talk and, and just hearing what he has to say, is I don't think he can be bought. I don't think yeah. so either. I think he stands too far behind uh, his morals and values um, mean too much to him. There's not a price tag on that for him. Yeah, I would agree with that. And that's, that's something that's important. That's what we were hoping for from Trump Mm -hmm. was like, you know, that's, that was one of the upsides to a, to the Trump presidency is like, you know, you can't buy Trump. Because Trump's the buyer. You know what I mean? You can't buy the buyer. <laughs> you know? Um, so you have that particular uh, perspective 
with Ron DeSantis as well without the 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 corporatist mentality behind it. What was funny is there was another article written by a um, CNN that said that Biden and Harris, even if Harris ran on her own ticket, would beat DeSantis. Mm-mm. No. She couldn't even and win I, her home as, state. I, as soon as I read that, I'm like, no. No. I'm like, who are you polling? Yeah. I mean, I think at this point, you could ask a large percentage right. of the people in the United States, and they wouldn't even know who our vice president is. She has been absolutely non existent from the beginning of the administration. Well, that's because they don't get along. Right. They she don't. Was she was picked, and I hate to be the person to say it, she was picked as a token. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, you, you hate to say it. I'm going to go ahead and say it. She's the token black woman in the administration. That's what she is. She's there to check a box. Which was, which is very. I mean, that just that just goes to tell you what the mentality is, the progressive mentality. Right. You know, you look at you look at the the SCOTUS nomination. You look at the new press secretary. Yeah. Why? Not that they're not the most qualified. It's because they check certain boxes. Right. Exactly. I mean, right. I've seen some well, stuff I mean, from the new press the secretary show numerous, numerous times that, you know, that Biden, this shows that Biden is a racist because Biden is picking somebody based on their gender and their sex and, you know, their uh, sexual orientation. And they're doing it by identity politics and not by the qualifications of the person. And look how that's played out. They're, they're doing, they're doing a killer job, right? Here, here is the implication mm-hmm. that he's making by, by, by selecting his people with identity politics. What Biden is implying when he does that is nobody else is going to pick them because they are a woman and they're not good enough for the spot. So I need to pick them because otherwise they won't get picked. That's a dangerous, yeah. dangerous game to play. Well, obviously, look at the state of our country. You know what I mean? You know, that's one of the things that uh, that's one of the things, you know, also that that Trump had right in his ideology was that, you know, he's often said when he walks into a board meeting, if he's the smartest person in the room, he screwed up. You know what I mean? You surround yourself with those who are better than you. Right. That's what the makes only a way good you improve is by doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's what good leadership does. You know what I mean? You work in a leadership position as a job, John, and that's what you do. You want the best that mm-hmm. you can get when it comes to building that building. You want you want the best concrete workers. You want the best carpenters. You want the best roofers. You know what I mean? You're not the best roofer. You're not the best concrete guy. You're not the best carpenter. No. You know what I mean? But, but I want the guys who know how to do it. Right. Exactly. You know, what you're the best at 
is finding the best in all of those positions. And and maybe not finding, but bringing out the best. Right. Is is elevating their work and elevating them as well to the best that they can be, which is superior than myself. Right. You know, is 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 having those conversations. It's having those. Hey, man, what's going on? Like talking, talking to these people and just saying, like, if they're having a bad day, like, bro, what's up? Right. I mean, I don't know this guy. I probably don't know their names because I have so many freaking people on my job site. But if I see someone who's struggling, I'm going to walk up and be like, hey, man, what's going on? You all right? Right. If they need to talk for five minutes about some stupid crap that's going on at home, I'll listen. Right. Exactly. I'm like, dude, that that sucks. And I hate to hear that. I'm really sorry you're going through that. You're going to be okay. And normally, like, yeah, man, I just had to say it. I'm like, perfect. Sometimes that's all it takes. Yep. Let's get back to work. And then, and then, and then their whole attitude's better. And all it was, because I took two seconds to look around and say, that person's having a hard day. Right. And that you, person's got some crap going on that I don't know about. And you walked over there as a leader and ensured that you gave that employee the tools that he needed to be successful. All right. But you can't do that. You, you know, you can't, you got to give your employees the tools to be successful. Biden's leading the administration, the people underneath him, he needs to give them the tools to be successful. All right. So if you walk up to a roofer and hand them a concrete trowel, you're not giving them the tools to be successful. Maybe you're, they have no idea to do what to do. That's not their qualification. Or force my roofers to pour concrete. Right. Like that's that's not <laughs> what they do. You know what I mean? So you're not setting them up for success. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And when you're selecting people, they, they, like how much sense does it make to go hire a roofing company to come pour concrete? It doesn't. Because right. they fit because they check a certain box. Right, because they check a certain box. Like still, it doesn't do you any good. It might make them feel better. (laughs) You know what I mean? But what does that really achieve? You're going to end up with a building that falls down because the foundation sucks because they don't know what they're doing. And our foundation right right now in American politics sucks. Mm hmm. Right. it's fallen apart. It's fallen apart at the seams. It's fallen apart around us. And there are so many people with their heads that are just like, no, it's okay. I'm like, when's the last time you paid $5 for a gallon of freaking gas? Do you just sit at home and do nothing? Like, yep. our vacation it, this year that's was. That's like, you know. Go ahead. Yeah. Our vacation was. No, I was going to say. Sorry, we're talking at the same time. You first. <laughs> well, I was going to say, go ahead and, and say your uh, say what you were saying. My apologies. All right, yeah. Um, our vacation this year cost me. I mean, we took the same vacation last year. Oh, and this. Looking for a new firearm but don't know where to start? Well, look no further than Taurus. Taurus has a variety of firearms from revolvers to semi-automatics. These firearms include the Defender 856, the G2C, the all-new G3, 
and the TX-22 2019's Guns and Ammo Handgun of the Year. Taurus firearms are reliable and reasonably priced. Go to TaurusUSA.com to browse their selection of firearms. Taurus Firearms, designed to protect. Hello folks, Jason Reeve here. As a veteran, I thought I knew a lot about guns until I joined the USCCA. I then realized how much I didn't know about guns or concealed carry. The training I got from the USCCA not only helped my marksmanship, but also my decision making and my confidence. If you are in need of this life-saving training, it's simple. All you have to do is go to uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. Hello, Jason Reeve here, and as a veteran, I know the struggle of being discharged from the military and readjusting to civilian life. Unfortunately, this is a battle that many of our veterans have to face. Suicide rates among veterans are 22 a day and are likely to climb. That is why the American Gun Show is a supporter of Mission 22. Mission 22 is a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to healing our American veterans when they need it the most, right now. Mission 22 offers treatment for post-traumatic stress syndrome and traumatic brain injury and all other issues our veterans are facing today. Visit Mission 22 to donate. Mission 22, when their tour is over, our mission begins. This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the United States Concealed Carry Association. Visit uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. All right, folks, sorry about that. We were having a little trouble again, some technical difficulties. Um, we did kind of the Republican side of the 2024 ticket, and uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the Democrat side. Um, three people that... Democrats don't want Joe Biden to run again because he's turned out to be a complete disaster. Three names have come up. Uh, Gavin Gruesome Newsom, JB, I haven't seen my tally whacker in 20 years, Pitzner, and God forbid AOC for the Democrat nomination in yeah. 2024. That's the best they have to offer. Woo! Yeah, yeah that's, that, uh, that's, apparently so. That's the best they have that's to what offer. They got. That's what they got. And and yes, I asked the question, John. I asked the question. Um, just before the, the 2024 elections, AOC will be um, qualified just before by age. She won't be too young. No. Oh, that, that hurts my brain. Right. Now, um, the thing that I would need to look into and I haven't looked into it yet or not, and it's just still a possibility. Uh, I don't know what the cutoff for that meeting that qualification is. Is it the actual election day or does it need to be prior to 
the primaries. I'm just, I'm shocked. Yeah, though, I'm not sure. There's I'm not also sure a lot either. of dissension going on in the party right now. If you read into the uh, political aspect of it is, um, 64% of Democrats do not want Biden to run again. Biden right. has already stated that he's going to run again. And 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 if he tells if he tells the DNC that he's running again, he's the de facto leader of the DNC. Uh-huh. He's running again. So those other three, it doesn't matter. The only way he's not running again is if he decides he's not running again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it it was just like when when Trump ran again. You you know what I mean? That's that's his, historically um, based off of like the rule set in the parties. The incumbent president gets to run again. So n- the four of those options aren't going to work. Uh, here's here's the problem: is you have such division in the Democratic Party itself right now is you have the AOC, the squad, the very progressive Democrats. And then you have the Tulsi Gabbards and the more moderate Democrats who are like, I don't like the direction this is going. Right. So they're almost seen as Republicans because they're moderate. And the fact that the center has moved so far in that direction. Um. Yeah, it's like it's going to be progressives versus everyone else. Yeah, well, I mean, to to your point, John, you know, Tulsi Gabbard, um, we said I said during the primaries that if I had to pick a Democrat, it would have been Tulsi Gabbard because she was that moderate Democrat and they railroaded her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because she didn't agree with the progressive ideology that half of them do. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, almost have you almost have three parties. Yeah. yeah, you know, and the thing about it is with Tulsi Gabbard was is like, and and it wasn't even like she was that defiant with them. You know what I mean? She was like, I I I see where you're trying to go, but what you're proposing won't get us there. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like that that was her stance the entire time like, because she disagreed. Right. And she didn't disagree with like what the goal was. She's like, I get it. I I understand where you're going with it. And I agree with where you're trying to go with it. It's your execution that I have a problem with. You know, what you're proposing to do is not going to get us to the goal that you claim you want to get there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, they railroaded her for it. And that just goes to show is the goal that they're saying that they have isn't the goal it's an excuse well and then you take a look at somebody like gavin newsom for instance this dude almost lost his job in california and according to the polls right now he's the front runner for 2024 if biden does not run and it's like this guy almost got recalled in his own state and now you want to make him the president that's because all gavin has to do is just pander to the bay area mm-hmm as long as he panders to the Valley in the Bay Area, Los Angeles and San Francisco, he will always win an election because there's not enough people in the rest of the well, state to outnumber. Nick, here's the thing. I, I, my, the point that I'm making here is, okay, 
how are you going to convince the rest of the country that this is the right guy when he almost got booted by his own state? That That's where I'm going with. How are you going to convince the rest of the country this guy almost got fired by his own people in the state he governs that he's going to be the best choice for president? I think they're out of options. They have no other choice. I Yeah. They, all they're going off is what name do people know? Right. They're playing the popularity game. Everyone knows those three names. Because I'll be honest and truthful with you. If it wasn't for the scandal that Andrew Cuomo was going through, he'd be number one. Guaranteed. Yep. Yep. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Guaranteed. Well, you talk and, you know, you bring up a very good point. And, you know, this like I've asked this about Chicago. I've asked the people of Chicago this for a long time. You guys have voted Democrat for 150 years. Why don't you try something new? And they're kind of like, uh, we're just, man, we're just used to that. Why don't the the Democrat voters take a chance on a Tulsi Gabbard or, uh, you know, I don't know who else you'd throw in there uh, or a Joe Manchin or a Kristen Cinema? Why don't you take a shot on them? And because obviously you've been doing it this way for a while, and it hasn't really worked out for you. Well, and and on that, I would like to say. Look what's happened in Lake County, Jason. I know, John, you're, you're, you're not going to be able to do that. But, you know, Lake County, Indiana, you know, they Hammond and Gary has ta- they've taken that chance. You know what I mean? They went to those more moderate Democrats as far as their mayors. And look what's happening to those communities. Yeah, exactly. But we're talking about the big the big picture here with. You know, why don't the people in New York, the people in California that vote for these progressive Democrats, why don't they say, hey, you know what? We tried this. It's not working. Let's take a shot at one of these more modern Democrats. And a lot of times they'll tell you, I'm just kind of used to this. Well, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Right. And, and it seems like that's what they're doing. They keep voting in the same people and hoping for change. Well, they're voting for the same people. They're constantly voting for the same people because the same people that's pandering to them. You know what I mean? Let's let's be really honest when we're starting to, when we start to talk about liberalism and and how the progressivism is has become. You have the the far left progressives in the Democrat Party that are out there chanting, "You're right, you are correct," and you have the right to force other people to believe what you believe. They're being told they're in the position to do what they're doing. You know what I mean? So it's it's they're being given permission to behave this way. They're being they're they're getting the participation trophy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If if you have a point that you're trying to argue to me, all right, and somebody's constantly being behind you in a leadership position that's saying, John, you're absolutely right. You know, Nick has no idea what he's talking about, and you are the one that's absolutely right. You're going to continue to argue that position, even if you're wrong. And it doesn't matter how much evidence I give you, because there's somebody behind you telling you you're right, that you are correct. And that's what the progressives are doing in the Democrat Party. They're telling these people in these inner cities that, yes, you should be allowed to go take what you want. Yes, you should be allowed to commit violence on people that disagree with you. Yes, these people who disagree with you hate you. 
you know, like that, that's what they're being told. So they're like, yeah, you're absolutely right. They are literally doing to the Democrat voter what they claim Trump did to the Trump supporters on January 6th. That's what they're doing. Well, I mean, it's it's a, it's a really screwed up situation. I mean, obviously those three, I mean, Pitzner's a moron. I mean, he 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 can't even handle Illinois. Uh, there's a very good chance that he that Illinois could flip red this year. There, yeah. There's a very good chance of that. Uh, Gavin Newsom, of course, we know about him. And I, I, if the Democrats nominate AOC, it's going to be a landslide victory for whoever the Republican candidate is, because the places that AOC is popular in is California, New York. That's practically it. You mean occasional cortex, right? Yes. Alexandria occasional cortex. Yeah. Yeah. All I'm saying is, is if they announce uh, that AOC is running for the presidency for the Democrat party, I am formally announcing my bid for presidency in the Republican party. And I'm going to become president of the United States. (laughs) (laughs) You probably got a better shot, bro. (laughs) Right. All right, folks, we're going to step away for our last time out. We'll be right back after this. The SAF is the most important gun rights organization in existence. Don't believe me? They are responsible for 80% of gun rights cases making their way through the courts right now, fighting to protect your right to keep and bear arms. Still don't believe me? Then head on over to saf.org, where you can read about the current cases open right now. You can also join the fight or donate to the cause. Protecting your rights, one lawsuit at a time. Visit saf.org today. Are you looking for an iconic firearm to add to your collection? Well, look no further than Beretta Firearms. Beretta is the oldest firearms manufacturer in the world, supplying firearms as far back as 1650. In fact, the Beretta 92FS was the primary sidearm for the U.S. Armed Forces. Beretta has all types of handguns, rifles, and shotguns to fit your needs, whether it be home defense or concealed carry. Handgun options include the 92 px4 storm and the new apx series beretta is known for reliability and effectiveness that's why so many military and law enforcement have relied on beretta visit beretta.com to view their selections beretta win the fight A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success. Then I tried the cloak tuck, an inside the waistband holster made by Alien Gear Holsters. They also make the Shapeshift Holster Series, have lifetime warranties, and are made right here in the USA. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle. This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the Second Amendment Foundation. 
Join or donate at saf.org. Now back to the defender of your gun rights, Jason Reed. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. I know we've had a lot of fun tonight. Definitely not one of our typical shows. Uh, We're going to bore you a little bit with this. up on the screen there, that's where you can find me on all of the social media. So if you watch this program now or later on in the day, you can find me at those accounts on social media. Also, Aaron talked about her podcast, Brace for Impact. That's up on the screen right there. Thank you, Mina May, for putting that up. Uh, John, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you? You guys can find me at Sincerely Just John 2.0 on TikTok and uh, Sincerely Just John on Instagram. Those are the only two uh, forms of social media that I currently use. All right. Go ahead and, and definitely go check out his 60 second headlines. They are, it is fantastic. Uh, Nick, go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you. Right here, centerpiece show at gmail.com. Uh, that's, that's the best way that you can uh, get in contact with me. Um, Otherwise, I'm here for the most part. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, <laughs> I do spend a lot of time working with Jason here. Um, so uh, that's that. That's going to probably be about it. Uh, you can still find me at, at Centerpiece Show on TikTok. I still uh, go there time to time. Um, I haven't been floating around TikTok as much as I used to, um, but I'm still there. I'm still around. Yeah, I, w- I was told that I need to do more vi- videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said, why? So I can get banned on there, too? I mean, I already got YouTube. I mean. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. You got to be very, very careful what you say. Uh, the difference is on TikTok, you can cuss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can do that, you know. Um, yeah, I don't have the FCC bothering me on there, which, uh-uh. you know. No, if you just got everything else that you got to be very, very careful how you word things and what what words you specifically use. Right. Well, you know, if this didn't go to radio stations, this this show, I I, I could wouldn't be under FCC regulations. But because there are yep. radio stations that do air the show, I have mm-hmm. to be careful what I say. And earlier oh. I got beat. So, I mean, oh, I get it. it. Is. I get it, man. I get it. 100%. I think this is the longest I've gone in a full conversation without cussing. Now I'm pretty proud of myself. Hey, man, that's, that's, you set the can goal, we, and now you can set another one. Can, can <laughs> we? Uh, can we get a round of applause for John there? <laughs> no, no, no kidding. No kidding. We need to get get that up there. I say that for like four times in sixty seconds when I'm doing sixty second news headlines. So you I know, use when, the F uh, word like a comma. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Dude, it is. If you've seen his video earlier today, he was like, oh, yeah, that's going to be a great effing idea. <laughs> In my defense, that wasn't a very good idea, was it? No, no, it wasn't. I mean, and then, you, you know, like like I said, my, my wife, she about when you said that uh, – she was listening. She wasn't watching the video and she's like, Oh, 1.6 billion to Ukraine. And she's like, what? After how much money we've sent them? Uh, I think I've been trying to trace every amount we sent. And it's very hard because you can't get like a number. Uh, my closest estimate is over 50 billion. Yeah. Well, Zelensky did ask 
for $750 billion. And I went, who does this guy think he is? Oh, he was installed by the U.S. government, so there's that. I mean, do you do you know yeah. what the U.S. military budget was for 2021? 832 billion. He asked for the U.S. military for mm-hmm. a country the size of California. <laughs> why don't so you we just can... go ask the Taliban? Why don't you just go ask the Taliban for the weapons we left there? There's plenty of them. Right, right. I'm still, I'm still waiting on my, I'm still waiting on my Apache and 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 Humvee. So, I just want a Blackhawk with one of those mini guns on the side of it. Oh yeah, that's what I want. Yes, I and can't I wanted... fly. I can't fly. I can't fly a helicopter for crap, but I can shoot a gun. Um, I want to. I want to ask here. Mina made a comment earlier where, with a word that I thought it was liberalism. She said, we are in a world where libertinism, tantrums, and hate is the way of the people. And, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know what that necessarily means. I've never heard that word before. I thought it was a typo. And I asked her while we were on one of our breaks, if that was a typo, and she was just like, no, and smiled. So, um, well, Google's free. (laughs) Someone can look it up because I don't know what that word means. Well, you know, the, I mean, she's not wrong. I mean, the whole thing, and and we kind of touched on this, me, me and Nick did, you know, at, at work last night, and we were kind of talking about it because we got this one guy, he is like, th- that works with us, and he is the absolute worst. He he ticked me off so bad last night that I, I told Nick, I'm like, I had to go in a trailer and calm down because I was going to, I was going to hurt him. That, that's yeah. how, that's how, I was going to cut his ponytail off and take it home as a trophy. Like one of those dudes that's good at the job and knows that he's good at the job, but doesn't do it anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? One of those guys that's a good worker and can be a good worker and has been a good worker before. And now all of a sudden just doesn't want to do, do, do a thing at all. What's collect his paycheck. Go home. Yeah. And and not do. And not do. And it like, that makes it even more frustrating. And, you know, the thing is, is that this younger generation that's coming up now, that this entitled generation, it's it's creeping over into our generation because now we're starting to see people in our generation acting that way. Well, it's the it's the if someone it's the idea uh, and truthfully, what it is, the idea of socialism is if everyone's the same, why should I work harder if everyone makes the same from the guy cleaning up crap to the doctor, if everyone, if everyone's the same, why should I work harder? Right. And, and so what that is, is you are absolutely right. And I see it in my trades, it's bleeding over into like grown adults acting like they're teenagers. I'm like, how old are you, man? Right. I'm like, are you, like you've been working for 20 years. What's, what's changed. Right. What happened? Like, like, like- you need to let me know what's, what's going on. Right, exactly. It's like it's at a point where it's like it's become so blatant to a point. It's like, what's wrong? Something's wrong, because it was a shift that happened very dramatically, very quickly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it it, it appears uh, as though the, the evidence shows that it's it was something that was triggered. So what mm-hmm. happened? And I I don't well, get I mean- it. 
Well, I mean, gone are the days where you had the people that were innovators and, you know, striving, you know, they strive to be a better, better person, you know, whether whatever job they were in, they tried to be the best at it, or they wanted to try to invent something that would make a job easier. We're not seeing a lot of that anymore these days. Oh, you mean work ethic? Integrity? Well, work ethic, integrity, you know, I mean, like I've said before, like, you know, Goodyear, when he was inventing the tire, everybody told him that's a stupid idea, blah, blah, blah. He kept at it. And now everything has tires. We, you know, we don't see that anymore from the generations. They just come home, go or go to high school, go to college, get indoctrinated, come out of college and think they're owed everything. And the three of us all know it don't work that way. And I'm trying to teach my kids. I go, this world don't owe you crap. Mm -hmm. Not a single thing. And if you go into the world with that mentality, you will fail. Mm -hmm. It will knock you down. And it will continue to kick you while you're down. Mm -hmm. I tell them, you will. Like, I'm preparing my kids. And I'm tough on them. But I'm preparing my kids to be, to be able to handle things that arise that they don't need their safe space. Right. Yeah. You know, there's there's no such thing. And I tell them all the time in real life, there's no such thing as a safe space. There isn't. It doesn't exist. <laughs> I said you will be people will push you. People will challenge you. People will will try to step up. People will cause problems on purpose in your life. Mm-hmm. You have to have the skills to handle that. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have the skills. You have to learn to, to maneuver life. Right. Because and, it's it's not a, a, a smooth flowing stream or floating around in a lazy river at a water park. It's it's raging rapids and it will beat on you every step of the way. Like if someone told well, me I mean, that this is what you know, you're a kid, you're so excited to grow up. If someone told me this is what the adulting was like, I'm like, Can I go back to high school? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I go back to junior high and high school as crappy as you thought that was. And then you hit the real world and you're like, Oh, this is so much worse. Listen, all yeah. I'm saying is, is, is that once we're done here, I am done adulting for the day. You can find me with my cookies and milk and my blanket fort. Yeah. That's, that's going to be me too. I'm, I'm, we're throwing on Naruto and I'm eating a bag of chips and. And, uh, I got to get up and work in the morning. So I will be going to bed. Yeah. <laughs> so no blanket well, fort for you. We both work midnight, so we kind of have to stay up. <laughs> oh, so you got a little break. I'm like, no, I'm like 5, 5 a.m. tomorrow. Oh, yeah, man. this is like our 11 a.m. right now. Yeah. So, nope. I mean, yeah. um, I, I don't know if you were aware of this or not, but, but previously when we talked about how Jason was working with me, um, he was working on another crew on another shift. Jason, yeah, I, I remember you guys were on separate shifts. Not anymore. Jason and I work side by side. He's on my crew. We work side by side. Oh, that's every cool. day. So that makes this a whole. That's that's why you really find me a whole, a whole lot more here. I was going to say was before. You, lately, you've been on a lot. Yeah, yeah. And that's because yeah, guys yeah. on the crew. I mean, you can at least you at least you have someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm the only well, super on my site. I don't got anyone else there. So I'm just like, man, all right, whatever. I mean, 
I go make sure the trains are doing their jobs and I drive in circles. I don't like have a buddy that's right next to me that I can talk to. I'm just like, okay. Right. Well, all right. So occasionally I'll just drive over to another job site just so I have another super to talk to. There you go. (laughs) All right, folks, that's going to do it for this edition of the American Gun Show. I want to thank John and Nick for being here. Until we meet again, take care of one another, stay safe, and remember, it's our rights, our fight.